I, I can honestly say, and I was just, just chatting with Tasha Kierden, who's coming on in a bit. I mean, we just look at each other because in my, in my 23 years in the business, I've never seen anything like this. I've never been in a news cycle that has been so, so busy with so much news, be it these murders, certainly not in politics. And, and normally it would be a big yawn, but Ontario politics is now crazier than that scene at a dynasty. You remember when Crystal crawls in the, the water and fights with Alexis? It was an epic scene. That's kind of like, like what's happening now. Uh, but this time it stars the uh, PC party. Those who dumped Patrick Brown, kicked him to the curb and thought he'd go away. You got the candidates who thought they were running for Patrick's job. And now Patrick's back saying, yeah, not so fast. I'm not done fighting. I do not think there is enough popcorn to serve up to the liberals and the NDP right now watching this all unfold. I want to bring John Raz into this conversation because he's got a lot of experience of what would be going on in the war rooms. Hello. Hi, how are you? Are you going to break something? Like, you got something for me? I just don't even know what we're doing tonight. <laughs> I was just going to say that scene in Dynasty was a lot sexier than what's going on right what? now. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> well, I'm old. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I can barely keep up with, uh, with the cycle myself. Uh, my understanding is that there will be more to come tomorrow in some of the major papers. Um, watching Patrick box his way out of this corner has been something I've never seen in politics before. And I think to some extent, Steve Pakin led the way earlier on in the week. I I agree with that. Um, Now, now, there's just so many moving parts here. I mean, first of all, CTV, what do they do now? Uh, I mean, you've got got polygraphs, you've got um, people questioning the veracity of the two uh, alleged anonymous uh, complainants, plaintiffs, theoretically sexually assaulted, maybe not. Uh, Patrick seems to have hired uh, an extraordinary team, some of whom I know. Mark Sandler is a very well-known attorney in this, in this town. There's a number of private investigators who are out there doing work uh, and unraveling what is a story that looks mostly like bad fabric. Okay, but you're being polite. What kind of bad fabric? Well, it seems to me, uh, it seems to me that one of the risks that CTV took in not fact-checking the story and in not demanding that the two sources identify themselves so they could confront their accuser, as we said on the air yesterday, seems to be a basic democratic right, is that now they've got to protect their journalists, who, by the way, shouldn't be thrown under the bus because I would always hold the producers and editors at any agency or any newspaper that I've worked for accountable for the last say. So CTV is one story. They set a precedent. It's probably one that they shouldn't have set and one that people will be very cautious about following. And then you have a party that just threw this guy out on his bum. His staff moved to another candidate within two days. Everybody thought he was done. Well, he's back, but uh, he's back on the same day they kick him out of caucus. Yeah. And well, now, you, don't th- you don't think that was, uh, you know, just a, a big old coinkydink. Well, of course, there's no coincidence here anymore. Now, I will say that Patrick has made some mistakes. He's been inconsistent in his communications when it comes to Facebook and Twitter and saying he never resigned. But now, of course, there's a tape that's just been released that proves that he did resign on a conference call. But here's how I look at that. And I'm not saying, yeah, you're right. He, he, I think some people will give him a pass because he, he is messed up. Whether he realizes it or not, he is operating in desperation survival mode. I don't even think he understands 
you know, the the trauma he has been under. And I can only imagine what that night was like, so he may not even remember. Well, I can't imagine that he slept a lot since this all started. And if he is, in fact, right, and he's telling the truth, and that none of this actually happened, mm-hmm. can you imagine the absurdity, the disbelief in his daily life? Yeah. And you're going to make mistakes when you're tired, etc. If he's now entered the race, I think that completely changes the nature of the race. Um, and I, I don't think he starts out without a core of support that's highly sympathetic. Yeah to the way he was treated. He was the legitimately elected leader of a party, and he was thrown out on his bum without a trial, without any opportunity to respond to accusations. Five hours he was given to respond, I'm made to understand, when that story was broken. Yeah, and and I've questioned, you know, why they couldn't wait just another day to give him time to to come back or like they weren't getting scooped. It was their story. So why, why wouldn't they just do their due diligence, give him the extra time and not not risk it? Now, of course, now, if we're going to talk about the rumor mill, and I have to be cautious here because we are on radio. Well, we don't have to, yeah. Okay. The rumor mill has it that there were certainly conservative operatives who were helping or who, were, who certainly seemed organized in their disposal or their determination to get rid of Patrick. The liberal war room would have, if they knew that effort was going on, jumped on, because that's their job. You can't mm-hmm. get mad at them for that. Mm-hmm. Their job is to beat Patrick Brown. Mm-hmm. And so they would have been involved. Um, there are even allegations they may have colluded together. I have trouble believing that, knowing the, the individuals on either side, that they would ever actually help each other to this end. Because Patrick, uh, I, in my view, was, he, he, he was not, he was not uh, making it as tough for Kathleen Wynne as he No, he could. had vulner- definite vulnerabilities. The Patrick that we know now versus the Patrick uh, of three weeks ago are two different people. That's right. And, of course, then the debate happens last night. Yeah. And I think that uh, I, I watched it. I thought uh, Doug Ford did very well, uh, very disciplined. I mean, uh, Christine Elliott uh, struck me as less conservative than she might have been. Uh, the social conservative candidate uh, is definitely put the cat uh, amongst the pigeons. And, uh, and Carolyn Rooney, who everybody assumed was going to inherit this estate, looks like she's going to need to fight a lot harder to even remain relevant. With Patrick in the race, all the numbers have changed and a lot of people will, as I say, by sympathy, may return to Patrick if he continues to win these battles in the media. Okay, let me ask you this, because you started out the conversation about Patrick. You know, like, he has come back uh, and uh, and cleared up some of these allegations, but there will be a lot of people who say, no, 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 this is not the time to be cleaning up your, your name and reputation in, a, like, we're 100 days out from an election. The province is at risk. We need someone we can vote for. Now is not the time for redemption. I don't think they have any choice. They, they they're, they're, It just seems to be clear to everybody that he was done in by his own people. And if you're going to start that conversation, he gets to participate in it. Right. He is now fighting for not just his job, but his reputation and the rest of his life. And he has every right to do so. And if I was him, I would be relentless. Uh, you know, if you look at the latest polling, Kathleen Wynne is still not enjoying much support, despite all these shenanigans. The Conservative Party still have a very good chance of taking this election, and I mean by a vast majority. Right. So um, what do you do in the war room if you're a liberal right now? What would they be doing? I mean, well, they, I, I, I think you'd be encouraging as much chaos as possible. <laughs> well, right? I don't but think I don't, they have to encourage it. I think it's just <laughs> I happening. 
I mean, people, as I said, uh, there are more stories to come. I do know that. I can't say anything more than that. There's another big story that's going to break with one of the major papers tomorrow. I'm told another couple big stories on this file uh, early next week. I mean, the people who are representing Patrick are extraordinary at what they do. I know some of them personally. And, um, and they have got a legitimate argument here. And Patrick, as you see, is suing CTV. We'll see what CTV does. They seem to be standing by their story, but... But, I mean, the lawyers, I mean, the one people so far who've made money and benefit out of this are the lawyers on both sides. We can say that. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, CTV has quadrupled down on, on this, and they're standing by that, and uh, that that's the fight they're going to pick. Well, well, failing somebody, quitting their job, or being fired, they really have no choice. Yeah. By the way, if they go after their reporter, what they're saying to every reporter, to every journalist in the country is, you're, you're responsible for your own story. You know, our fact-checking, our say-so means nothing, and we'll throw you out on your butt in a minute if it conveniences us. But you know, you know, and I know um, that when you go to put a story to, to bed that is uh, salacious in neighbor, na- nature and it could and will likely take out a huge profile, that thing has to be lawyered through 20 lawyers, 20 producers. You Absolutely. just don't risk it. Absolutely. You've got to get through the editors, the producers, and then you've got to get through the lawyers who are usually the toughest. And at this level, you've got to get through probably the board of directors. Right? So, you know, watching all of this, I wonder where CTV go. If, you know, if Glenn gets thrown out on his butt, which is possible, of course, he will have a story to tell, making mm-hmm. this even more interesting. Mm-hmm. And the question that I have is, if in fact Patrick's claims are correct, how did a veteran reporter like Glenn, no matter what one thinks of what he did 20 years ago at Frank Magazine or not, this is a smart guy. This is a guy who's broken a lot of big stories in the country. How did he get set up and who set him up? Because well, and, and then there's the question. The he was set up. And there's only, and I only got about 30 seconds left, but then there is the question of, you know, this has altered the path of an election. I mean, it, it becomes more than, than just a political hit. This becomes, you know, this, this changed our province. Oh, absolutely. Anybody betting on this election right now is a fool because we have no idea who the candidate will even be or who the candidates will be in a week. People love a comeback. You know that. I, I think people, I, I think there's a bit of a backlash to a Me Too movement yeah. that was so important gone a little bit awry right here. Yeah, stay tuned. Take I look care. forward to the newspapers, whatever it is you're promising. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye-bye. That is John Raz, and I think what he's saying is go buy the papers tomorrow.